Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 257 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J., as today I am joined by the Southwest Spitfire, Valentina Loca. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the Southwest Spitfire, Valentina Loca. So, how are you today? I'm great. It is finally hot here in the friendly neighborhood of Davenport, Iowa. So, I'm living up. Uh, as like my nickname suggests, I thrive in the heat. So I'm all about it. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. Of course. I mean, you're already, I mean, you got the fire too on your hair. So I feel <laughs> like we're, we're seeing a theme here as she has the ice on her lap. Though. I do. It's so I do. Funny. <laughs> but I mean, you do what you got to do. But starting off positive, I found a common thing in a lot of your social media presence, and that's the hashtag bless up. So can you tell me more about the significance of that hashtag for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's more of just a vibe than anything else. It doesn't really have like a specific meaning. It doesn't really have anything like that has like a specific purpose it's more of just like spreading positivity because that's kind of what I'm all about I'm kind of like you know like if I can be out here making my dreams come true like you can too whatever that is like bless up man so like or like if you want to come out to wrestling shows and support like that's awesome that you're spending your money to come see us do our thing like bless up to you so it's just like a general credo of positivity and just being like yeah man life's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, being grateful too. I feel like not a lot of us have those moments where we reflect and are grateful for it. So it made me like want to, wow, I'd really need to like be more positive and grateful because you use it like almost every day, if not every day. So yeah. that's refreshing to see on the timeline. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's a perfect point that you made about just being grateful. I think for me personally, at least coming from like a small town of like 200 people, uh, you don't really like do a whole lot. You kind of like go to high school, have kids, and that's pretty much your life. And like, by all means, that's awesome for the people that want to do it. But I knew that there was more out in the world there for me. So like being able to travel and do everything that I do now, it also has like a great sense of gratitude. And that's a, a really big component of the whole like hashtag bless up as well. So absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, keeping this positive trend going, I feel like you've had a lot of accomplishments in your life, both personally and professionally. So what are a few things that you're proud of both personally and professionally in your life thus far? Um, I guess like starting off, like personally, I was the first person in my family to like go to college and graduate from college. So funny enough, I actually graduated from college and wrestling school in like the same exact semester. Like I graduated both in May. And so being able to do that at the same time, I think was really awesome. And it was tough, believe me, because not only did I have to go to like wrestling class that was mentally and physically just like a mess, especially as someone like me who isn't a natural athlete so <laughs> picking up things like that was tough and then actually having to like go to the real life school and online stuff and just uh, it was a lot it was a lot so definitely that was the biggest part of it I would say no definitely for you I'm very curious like what was your program or degree in 
funnily enough, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to like be involved in the wrestling business somehow. Like just, I knew I was gonna, like, gonna get my foot in the door. So my bachelor's degree is actually in communication with an emphasis in a broadcast production. And I have a minor in filmmaking. So I'm like, cool, even if I, for whatever reason, can't wrestle, I can run a camera, I can write a script, I can, you know, produce things like, like, use me, I am here, I promise, I have lots of stuff. <laughs> have you thought about like, if you were to create like, some film or there's some documentary or whatever in the wrestling industry? Like, do you have like, I'm sure you've thought you've had to have thought about this, like, what would your like dream project be? If you were to produce like a film or like a documentary or something in, in, sure. in wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it was like an endeavor that I tried to do in college. It didn't really work out too well. But originally what I wanted to do is I wanted to do like a documentary about the independent wrestling scene in New Mexico, because that's also where I went to college. Yes. And I knew that New Mexico wasn't really like on the map per se of like hot spots in wrestling. Like when you think wrestling, you think like Chicago or New York or the yeah. South, not really like New Mexico. So um, not to go off on a sidebar or anything like that, but that's also something that I really hold near and dear to my heart as a wrestler myself. So uh, for those who haven't seen me or anything that I've done, uh, it's very apparent that I'm from New Mexico. I'm very loud and, and proud with it. So when I was going to college for all this stuff, uh, wrestling was always on the forefront of my mind. And uh, unfortunately, there isn't much of a wrestling scene in New Mexico. I know there have been times where, where people try to get it started and things kind of don't work out. So that's a, a big reason why the documentary itself didn't work out. But like, that was like a big goal project of myself. So instead of that, because obviously I still needed to make a movie of some kind, um, I ended up making kind of like a short film uh, really based off of uh, John Moxley, actually. I really like dug his backstory. He was like my favorite wrestler and yeah. still is my favorite wrestler right now. And so uh, I wrote a film kind of based around his character and who he was on the indies at that time. And the coolest part about that is I actually got to meet him before I started wrestling and I gave him like the treatment to my script and I was a mess. I was like, here, I made a movie kind of sort of about you. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, and he gave it like a glance and he was like, this is cool. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Uh. <laughs> so he signed it and everything and he was super cool about it. And it's still hanging up in my childhood bedroom, so. That's cool. You know, you say this as you went to Black and Brave, where his foe is, is I just, I just they find it funny. But no, I mean, like, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him, is, he, like, he's my favorite out of the Shield, too. Um, So, like, I'm glad we have that in common, too. Like, right, don't, 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 don't tell my trainer I said that. <laughs> Yo, add WWE Rollins. Uh, hello. <laughs> But I just think that's so funny. But talking about like your childhood too and growing up. So I, I found something that I don't think most people know about you. I don't know if you've talked about it before, but there is an indent in your forehead from a childhood incident. I think like yes. running into a pole or something. Yes, so Can absolutely. you tell us more about that? <laughs> um. Yeah, actually, this has never been talked about on a podcast. So you got the exclusive, the, the you know, the scoop. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was six, um, I will not ever claim to have the best hand-eye coordination to this day. I don't know how I've been as successful as I am in wrestling, but it's just never been a thing. Motor skills, athleticism, just not, not my jam, even from that age. So I was six years old. Um, I was playing in the playground and I believe I had just seen on TV 
was it the sound of music i can't remember it was like an old an old movie and there's a scene where like a lady jumps up on the light post and like grabs the light post and swings around and for whatever reason six-year-old me was like let me go and do that <laughs> so i went full head of steam just running with my little legs i we go to grab the pole i do not grab it instead i hit it with my head and uh yeah it was wild because it wasn't even like I grazed it, like full on head into the pole. I was bleeding everywhere. I just go up to my mom and I'm like, ah, am I dying? Because as a six year old and you yeah. have like a crimson mask, you're like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, now I, I still have that indent in my head to this day. So that's neat. Thanks, so Sound been, of Music. <laughs> you've been taking bumps since you were six years old. You've been accustomed to it. Exactly. So, you know, try punching me in the face. I dare you. I've been hit by a flagpole. What's up? Let's go. No, has that like indent like ever been busted open again, like since then? No, it actually okay. hasn't. The only time I've been busted open in a match was actually on my forehead right here. Mm -hmm. And that was 2018, completely an accident. But like the pictures that we got from that event are really great. They're all on my Instagram. And I think in like a weird way, those are my favorite pictures of myself, just because the photographer who took them was amazing. And before I even wiped all of it off, he, he actually pulled me aside and was like, no, we need to get pictures of you like this. And <laughs> funnily enough too, when I, I sent pictures of like that to my mom as it happened, I didn't give her any context, just pictures of me, bloody face, whatever. Uh, and she just comments back, how fun. <laughs> But I mean, that's badass. I mean, you got a full like face of blood. That doesn't, well, I was going to say that doesn't happen too often, but it is wrestling. Surely, maybe not. It doesn't happen in, unintentionally a lot, yeah, maybe, but like true. it was still a good time. <laughs> I mean, you are the Southwest Spitfire. So I'm very curious too, does that kind of Spitfire vibe translate over to your personal music taste? I think so. Like, the first theme I ever had was like a daddy Yankee song. I was like, it needs to be like fire. We need to get lit. We need to get happening. So I would always make the joke that when I had that as my theme, I would be tired before the match even started. Like I would go <laughs> crazy for the entrance. And then by the time I got there and the bell rang, I was like, hold on, I got to take a second. We got too crazy. So <laughs> definitely. Um, I've always been a fan of hip hop my entire life. Like it was the music that I grew up with, the music that I kind of vibed with. Cause I lived in like a low income community as well growing up so we weren't exactly like the richest we didn't have a lot of the things so growing up with hip-hop something that I kind of used also as wrestling as like an escape from the world and life and whatnot so I mean it makes sense too and I feel like I know you're one too who enjoys some car karaoke so what is currently on your car ride playlist oh man um, as far as I know, and I'm sure people who, who know me can attest to this, lately, ever since like COVID happened, I don't know how it happened, but it's here. I've accepted it. Uh, I'm just like all in with Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I just love that man. I, I think his album is great. Uh, I went on like a full tangent when we were locked indoors for like, you know, three months, listened to all of his albums, and now I'm just like fully in, like fully committed. Uh, I've got two tattoos that are inspired by him. And so it's funny because like as such a big hip hop fan, you would think I would have gotten on the ball like years ago because he's a great hip hop artist, but it was actually his punk stuff that he did recently that like got me on the boat. And like, I never really listened to a lot of like alternative punk music before he got on the boat. So it's almost like me and him got on the boat at the same time. And now I went back and listened to his hip hop stuff. I'm like this is too, what is happening? Oh my God. So. 
Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is definitely top on my playlist right now. I do like Youngblood a lot, who's kind of like in the same adjacent artistry. Uh, the Weeknd is always top tier. Yeah. Uh, probably maybe Frank Ocean lately, like Channel Orange, his album has been heavy on my shuffle lately. So yeah, those are probably my top four right now, summertime jams. Can you kind of describe your MGK inspired tattoos? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you can see it here because it's behind my neck, okay. but it's it's the same tattoo he has in the same spot and everything. Um, it's just like the the logo for his band, like the okay. little credo, like the, the double X. So like if you're a fan and you see somebody with like the double X, you're like, ah, those that know, know. Mm -hmm. And then I have one here. I don't know if you can see it in the light. It's on my forearm, but yes. Yeah. Um, something about inviting magic explain the phrase again i saw this on your instagram like very recently yeah yeah the, the phrase is a uh, suspend logic invite magic and uh, he had said that during when he accepted his first award for like alternative album of the year i think it was at the billboard awards and uh i really like the meaning behind it like if you just you just really get out of your head and really let things happen, some really cool things can happen. So I know personally for myself, when I first started wrestling, I had a lot of self-doubt and I didn't really believe in myself and that kind of sucked. And I think anybody can vouch that, like not believing in yourself, doubting yourself, isn't really the great time that, you know, you would hope when you start living your dream. <laughs> so as of late, I've really just been, again, more grateful, more mindful, but really like accepting the things as they happen. And some really cool things have started happening lately. So it's just almost like manifesting in a way, but not quite, if that makes sense. Just like, hey, man. It does. I get it. Like self-doubt is something I still struggle with. Like to this day, it's definitely a lot better than like it used to be. But sometimes you just kind of have to like be open and let stuff like happen to you and kind of, as they say, like trusting the process and yeah. kind of man. Yeah, I get what you mean. I relate to that. Definitely too. Um, two with your Spitfire energy. Uh, if you could have any celebrity or public figure represent you as your manager, who would you choose and why? Maybe it would be NGK now that I'm realizing yeah, this. I just dig his vibe as like a person too. Like he's very authentic, very vulnerable. And I almost try to try to be the same way with people. Like whether it be like fan interact or just people that I deal with in my day-to-day -day life. I feel like authenticity for me is so important. Like I can't be anything less and I can't be around any environments that are anything less. So I, I do think that would be awesome. I think that would be my ideal choice. I think that's the obvious choice, but if I really had to like think about it some more, man, who else would it be? Who's got some spitfire energy? I think Becky G would be dope. I like her a lot. Like if you wanted some like female mm -hmm. spitfire energy to like match mine. I think she's really great as well. Maybe Bad Bunny. I heard he's got a great Canadian destroyer. He can do he that. He does. <laughs> oh my God. He does. I mean, so he could duel as maybe a tag team partner if need be. Yeah, I think that would be great. I think that uh, just his own pride in Puerto Rico and my own pride in New Mexico, we would like team together and be like the Latin superpowers. I think, you know, he's got his flag. I got mine. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. Gotta, gotta unite those for sure. And I know something else that makes you happy is a plate of green chile enchiladas. And oh, you're going to kill me if I pronounce this <laughs> wrong. So papilla, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please correct me. No, no, you actually got it, which is awesome. Yeah. So tell yeah, me man. more about this favorite dish of yours. I'm like very interested. Like I love food. 
absolutely. And it's, I don't want to say it's hard to explain, but it's really like its own niche of food. So when I tell people that like New Mexican food and then Mexican food, they're like, well, what's the difference? Like New Mexican, Mexican, it is, it is different. <laughs> uh, mainly because like green chili is New Mexico's greatest export. Like that's like a New Mexico thing. Uh, and it's just like you're any other chili. It's a pepper, it's green, it's delicious. Um, it's not salsa verde like you can get salsa verde at your own like Mexican restaurant that's cool but like it's completely something different on its own and it is life-changing Colorado also does green chili but they don't do it as good so you know okay um and sopapillas are kind of like the vessel that you can hold it in it's like a puffy doughy cloud of happiness and it's just so good you can fill it with so many things I was actually having a conversation about a friend of mine who's from Pennsylvania and uh on Better Call Saul what we watched together they were having sopapillas in the restaurant so I was explaining it to him uh yeah you can put pretty much and beans you can put rice you can put chicken you can make like a little taco salad like in the pocket with it or you could even put like cinnamon and honey on top and it's also delicious it's like a dessert uh i'm still looking for some places you can get sopapillas here in davenport i'm on the search i'm sure i'll let twitter know as soon as i find some but definitely if you ever go to new mexico try those things it's life-changing especially if you like spicy food so i don't but i'm willing to try it <laughs> But we'll see. But I mean, you are now in the Midwest, like you said, near Davenport. So what are some of your things that you're missing from your home in New Mexico, obviously, besides your green chili? <laughs> um, this is going to sound really general, but I think just like the vibe, I think Albuquerque has its own kind of vibe in a way. Uh, like the architecture is super different and interesting. Like they use like adobe bricks, which is like clay. And uh, they use things called vigas, which are like wooden planks that kind of stick out of the buildings. And I think that's really cool. And sometimes people will like dry the red chilies mm -hmm. and hang them like on their doors. So I think more than anything, it's just like the familiarity of like driving down your street and like seeing these things. I think it wasn't necessarily like a culture shock when I moved to Iowa, but it was definitely different. And I've been here for the last five years. So I think I've already pretty much gotten adjusted to the things here, but like, uh, I grew up in New Mexico. I went to college in New Mexico. I'd never really lived anywhere outside of New Mexico. So yeah. living somewhere in like a place that didn't look like where I grew up was definitely an interesting transition. So I think just like the familiarity of everything for sure. Since like uh, adapting to Iowa now, like you said, for five years now, what are some things that you, I guess, are just, you enjoy about Iowa in the Midwest? Um, Jeopardy music plays. <laughs> no, but really, uh, the people here are really nice. Like everyone for the most part is pretty cool. Um, stuff around here is really cheap. The cost of living is awesome. I know when I first moved here, it blew my mind that like a half gallon of milk was like 79 cents. And I'm like, what is that? What? Oh, it's, I know. It's like $1.79 to something where I am. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think it's that price now anymore, but like yeah. definitely when I first moved here, I was like, this is amazing. Especially if someone who's like as cheap and frugal as I am, like, this is great. Um, we also have Aldi, which is like a really cool grocery store. Yeah. I'm all about Aldi now. We don't have those in New Mexico. So I always oh, tell people like, you guys need to need to get an Aldi because that's where it's at. Um, and then, yeah, I think just, it's just really chill. There's not a lot that goes down here. And like, in comparison to like Albuquerque where like a lot of stuff goes down, like for, for better or worse, I suppose. But, 
uh, yeah, I was just pretty chill and low key. I, I can understand why somebody would want to like live here to unwind after having a crazy life outside, you know. Mm. Now you're making me think. I've been wanting to get out of where I am. Now you're making me think. Mm. Especially <laughs> this mean, economy. Oh my gosh. Right, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, talking about, uh, I mean, we were talking about you being a spitfire. I feel like your ring gear is definitely fire too. So what are some of your inspirations or maybe stories behind your most recent ring gear? Uh, are you, are you talking about the, the singlet, the, the silver singlet that yes. I have going on? Okay. Cause that's like the most recent one, but I've only worn it like twice. Um, I wanted to do something different in like just the entire scope of my gear. Cause ever since I started wrestling, I've been doing two piece. I've been doing like top, short, top, yeah, and whatever. And I thought to myself, especially cause like I've been on a strength program for like the last three or four months now. So your girl's getting a little more like exact mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like well I'll try like a one piece and see how that feels and I wanted to do something that was a little bit flashy and different than anything that I had done like color wise as well so when I went to the lady to make it I was like cool I want like a short little like singlet with like a zipper and like an AJ Styles hood because I always like the ah, yeah because cool. like I do that with like the bandana or like the hat anyway yes. but I was like let me try and do something different and then I think with just the overall aesthetic of the gear, it allows me to do more of like a breaking bad type thing. Cause now I can wear like the gas mask and, you know, start handing out like rock candy. That's going to be like the whole deal coming up here soon. But yeah, I just want to be different. I like keeping people on their toes. I like doing like different kinds of colors. Cause you know, you wrestle people who also have gear of all kinds of different colors. Yeah. So if I can be somewhat different, I know red is a really popular color and that's, uh, a major proponent of like my OG gear. Fire. Yeah. 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 But I'm like, man, let me just do like a neutral color. Cause like I already have like the fire kind of hair True. now. So I don't really need to like also have that in my clothes, even though that would be great. Like it's just, just being different, trying to mix it up. I think you definitely have a very different look to begin with. Like, I don't know many people who have like a, a gas mask too. I mean, you have the bandana too. You have your hat. You have a lot of versatility there in your look, but I completely get it. Like wrestling is so saturated nowadays that making yourself stand out has to be like incredibly difficult. Absolutely. And like, speaking of that really funny as well. Um, it's just a small, like funny little story that I had lately. Um, last minute, I want to say, January was it? It had to have been recently. Uh, I, I had a last minute match with uh, with Ivelisse, and uh, if you know Ivelisse and like her aesthetic, yeah, it was just almost like uh, I made a joke with her that, that when we wrestle, it's gonna be like the Spider Man meme when we're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, just just it was she was really cool about it though. She was really really awesome to work with in my opinion. Like she was super nice. Uh, and before we go out of the curtain, she she goes to me and she goes, hey which way are you wearing your hat? And I go, whichever way you're not. <laughs> and that's how it came about. Cause she also does like the hat and the yeah. bandana. So I was like, let me do like this way and the bandana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a fun little situation to, to navigate as well. See, that's the way the people told you part was the hat. <laughs> exactly. Funny, exactly. <laughs> I, in, from your perspective too, maybe, maybe it is Ivelisse because it's, she's very similar to yours, but who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in professional wrestling today? Oh, that's so hard because everyone's so good. People oh have gosh. been stepping up their game. They are. I think 
consistently like Sasha Banks is like a no-brainer she's just killing it every time ends my life um also Jade Cargill like every time I see her come out for like a pay-per-view I'm like yes ma'am do it um I think was it the match against Brit potentially uh or Ty Conti had like the Brazilian gear yes. I thought that was really cool and I was like I kind of want to do something like that but New Mexico but then that's how I ended up getting like the Rey Mysterio yeah uh New Mexico gear that unfortunately had to get retired because it ripped but you know oh no how did it rip I think just like wear and tear like oh, it wasn't yeah. even like at the seam where it could oh, be okay. fixed it was the actual fabric itself that was starting to like fray yeah and it was like right at like my bottoms on like you know unsightly areas so I was yeah. like this is this is asking for trouble yeah. asking for giving people their money's worth I guess so we need to get rid of it but it was really cool because I got to retire so to say in in a match in New Mexico mm-hmm. and my mom was there and I got to give it to her and be like cool put it in the museum with the rest of my stuff I guess <laughs> get a shadow box there you go yeah I I think that's really cool too. And I mean, I feel like your ring name, at least your last name, Loka implies you may be down for some craziness in pro wrestling. So what would you say is maybe the wildest thing you've ever seen or competed in, in a professional wrestling ring? Oh gosh. Um, I guess I'll go with like the funniest thing that I've okay. ever done. And then sure. I'll go with kind of like the most physical thing after um I was once in a Halloween battle royal in like the middle of nowhere in Illinois I think I'd only been wrestling for like less than three months but uh, there was a guy in the battle royal who was dressed as Napoleon Dynamite so naturally I had to go as Pedro and it was amazing I gave myself the mustache I had the wig I had the clothes and everything and we even did like a dance break from Napoleon Dynamite like in the middle of the ring when everybody got eliminated it was really fun and then I ended up winning the whole battle royal as Pedro. <laughs> there you go. Um, but like physicality wise, um, let's see. Because I've done like a lot of crazy, stupid things. <laughs> uh, I will, I'll, I'll just talk about the, the street fight that I had with uh, Rain Victoria, who was like my rival for like months yeah. when I first started wrestling. Um, and like the conclusion of our feud was like a street fight where fans could bring the weapons. So that was oh, just, okay. <laughs> a hoot. you have like your, your usual things, like your sticks and your trash cans and whatever. But then there was like weird things. Like I choked her with a loaf of bread just for fun. Just, you know, casually. It was a, a slice of white from Hy-Vee. Love yeah. that. Uh, and then the match actually ended with somebody took the time to get like a cookie sheet and glue like legos spelling out our names on each side oh my god and so um i i put it down there i was ready to like end her life or getting ready for it i go for something she catches me and i take like a a, just a full-on face onto like the legos and the cookie sheet and they fly everywhere and i was like oh man missed timed made better choices there <laughs> i've so heard some definitely wild, I say those two yeah i've heard some wild things in like fans bring the weapons like matches out of everyone i've talked to about those they're very it's a very unique stipulation so there's not a lot of them but every single one has had some very like cool and innovative like weapons people bring in hmm. definitely I think that's so fun. But looking towards the future for you, what are some of your personal or professional goals you'd like to accomplish in the next few years? Honestly, I think I just want to to travel more and just have more fun with wrestling. I feel like 
oftentimes, at least for myself personally, we can get so caught up in like our goals and be like, oh, I need to get here. I need to do this. I need to work for this place. I need to wrestle this person. And you realize that like in focusing so much on the destination, you kind of forget about the journey along the way and like the people and the places you get to go to get to those goals. So I think just stopping to smell the flowers and being grateful for like every opportunity that I get, whether it be big or small, uh, I think will be the most important because like wrestling is fun and I always feel like super blessed to be able to do what I love and to be able to do this crazy business since it's something that I've always wanted to do whether you know I'm actually a wrestler or behind the camera just I always seen myself doing something like this so every chance I get to do that is you know a really awesome day so I think just stopping to smell the flowers that's going to be my goal because I was so hyper fixated on just like here there everywhere to the point where I almost started burning myself out so I think really keeping that in mind for myself is, is the goal for right now be happy because wrestling is great <laughs> hashtag bless up as yes. you say and to close things out, another hashtag we do here is hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life who inspires or empowers you, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really cool, and I mean, it, it does have its pros and cons, but there aren't a lot of like females from, from the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy that are currently like actively wrestling right now. So I think like when we do have girls that come out that kind of have been brought up the same as me. We always try to bring each other up. We always try to, you know, support each other, which I think is super important. So like, I'll go ahead and shout them out if that's cool with you. Blair Onyx, um, I believe is one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's great. And then uh, we have a, a gal, her, her name is Izzy B. She's actually living out in Kansas right now. She's yeah. really great. I love her a lot. Um, we have another girl who lives out in Buffalo. Uh, her name is Kaylina Keen. Uh, she had a match with uh, Heather I'm, Reckless. I'm from Buffalo. Hold on. I'm from Buffalo. Really? Yes. And I did not know this. Huh. Yes, you should follow her on Twitter. She's at Kaylina Keen. And I'll, I'll DM it to you as well. She's okay. really great. She's got a great look, great character, great person who also loves Machine Gun Kelly. So... <laughs> You know, and uh, like Heather Reckless, who's been on yeah. AEW a couple of times, she's also yeah. fun, you know? So those are the gals that inspire me because like, even though I'm pretty much like the gal who's been here the longest, I still really take a lot of pride in like seeing them succeed. And so if I can hype them up, any opportunity I get, like I'm all about it. I think they're, everyone who's come through is awesome. Of course. I mean, and before I let you go, Valentina, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really easy to find on social media. Uh, I'm at S West Spitfire on all social media, everywhere across the internet. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's TikTok. You can see like the cringy TikTok videos I did while I was stuck in New Mexico. <laughs> um, and, you know, PayPal, Cash App, you know, it's, it's all there. That's the entire handle. You can find me there pretty much anywhere very easy and of course thank you so much for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure yes thank you so much